the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for listening today to the Covenant Word with Reverend John Eniameke of Bethel Covenant Assembly of God in San Antonio, Texas, where we are touching heaven and changing earth. Today, Reverend John is teaching us on divine wisdom. This teaching does a great job in letting us know what we need to do to show reverence to God. Proverbs chapter 9 verse 10 reads that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Understanding this very verse is the foundation of understanding divine wisdom. Fearing God in this instance is not being afraid of God, but rather having reverence, respect, admiration, devotion, adoration, and veneration for God. It means giving the Almighty God that place that rightly belongs to Him. Number one, if we do not place Him where He deservedly belongs, this divine wisdom will be far away from us. And when the divine wisdom is not in us, we think and act like the world, and in doing so, we think we are wise. Wrong. Here is Reverend John with today's message. Psalm 111 and verse 10. Psalm 111 and verse 10. It's the very first memory of us. Many of us have done this. Even as a child, this was one of the first scriptures that I knew. How many of you know this scripture that's on the screen? It says what? The fear of the Lord is what? Is the beginning. So you can't be talking about wisdom if you don't have the fear of the Lord. The very first foundation of getting divine wisdom is the fear of the Lord. Tell your neighbor the fear of the Lord. When we say the fear of the Lord, what do we mean? It doesn't mean, oh, be afraid of God. No, that's not what it means. It means you revering God. You honoring God. You giving God that, that great honor that is deserving to him. That anything that will cause God not to be happy with you, anything that will make God not to be pleased with you, you don't want to have anything to do with it. I discovered that the people, when people that sin, they don't sin because they don't love God. They sin because they don't fear God. Did you hear what I just said? Most believers that fall into sin, it's not that they don't love God. They love God. It's just that they don't fear God. So what the scripture is saying here is, when we learn to honor God, when we learn to revere God, when we learn to take God seriously, even his words will mean something to us. Once we begin to honor God with that fear, with that reverence, wisdom, becomes a part of the package. It, it's a natural response. It's a natural gift that God gives to you when you fear him. 
And the Bible says, a good understanding have all they that do his what? Commandments. So when we keep the commandments of God, sometimes we may not understand why he said we shouldn't do it. But there is blessing. So he said, a good understanding have all they that do his commandments, his praise endureth forever. Somebody said something, then we're still in the medical school, and this, you know, then it was the era of HIV and all the stuff, you know. Of course, you know the routes that it's been transmitted. And somebody said, even if HIV, everybody contacts it. For you as a believer, if people are afraid of, you know, I don't know, well, for those of you who were born here, you didn't go through the test. When we were coming to America, we all had to do the test. And... If you, you need to see the mind, when it comes to the, the point where they say HIV test, you all remember? Okay. When it comes, when they say tuberculosis, they say nothing, uh, cancer, no, 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 don't worry. When they say HIV, you see people begin to shake. In fact, I still remember that there was someone, there was a couple, they tested both of them, the wife was negative, the husband was positive. And it started the big fight. Almost, I mean, the question is, where did you get it from? You know, you know. <laughs> excuse me. That's a that's a conversation for a different day. Automatically, with that, you know, the man is not going. So the wife would be given the visa. The husband is not given visa. So someone said, if you are a believer that obeys the word of God, for you to go take that test, you should not be afraid. Your heart should not skip a beat. I don't know that you understand. You should, if people are worried, you shouldn't be worried. Okay, so this is what I'm saying. A man that has good understanding and you keep the commandments of God, people will think you are so wise, but you are just doing the right thing. You just didn't commit sin. So when you obey God, many of the things that people want and say, wow, you are so wise. It's actually a natural thing for you. Are you hearing me? I'll give you another example. As a believer, if they say, oh, they kept a million dollars in this place and they put a camera and you don't know and you don't steal. They put a camera in your office and maybe they put a trick, a million dollars or a check somewhere blank check and they leave it there maybe they want to catch a thief for you as a believer that works in that office you wouldn't care you wouldn't you won't be afraid to say whoa, whoa I don't know whether the camera is looking at me you, would you do that if you pass that test people will say wow you are such a wise person but actually for you as a believer it's a natural thing that's what the scripture means that you have good understanding because you keep his commandments. I don't know that you understand what I'm trying to say today. So someone will ask, how are you able to cope with your wife and you love your wife? Your wife loves you. There's no quarrel in your house. Another person say, wow, if you see my wife, when I get home, it's like WrestleMania. How do you do it? What are the things you're doing? You, you must be so wise. Please advise me. When you keep the word of God, 
The Bible says, husbands, love your wife. As Christ what? Loved the church. And gave himself for her. So if you have not died for your wife, you have not reached the point of love. Did you, did you hear what the scripture says? So someone say, oh, I have done all sorts of things. I have loved this woman. You even call the wife, woman. I've loved this woman and there's nothing else that needs to be done. Have you died yet? If you have not come to the point, because the scripture says, love, husband, love your wife, as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her. So a husband that does that and loves his wife and doesn't punch his wife, someone will be amazed and say, how do you do it? What is the secret? This man such a wise man. But you are just obeying the scripture. What I'm trying to show, with, show us tonight is this divine wisdom that we're talking about is simply obeying the word of God. To the world, they will say, wow, you're such a wise man. But to you, you are just doing what God has asked you to do. How many of you know that Jesus or God is the ancient of days? He's the all-wise king. He knows everything. So if you do what he asks you to do, you will get the results that only God can give. So, number one thing you must know about wisdom is that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And this wisdom we're talking about comes naturally by just obeying the voice of God. Obeying the word of God. Once you do that, Wisdom is a natural thing. You don't even need to pray for it. It will follow you. Somebody say a big amen. I have a definition for divine wisdom. Definition for divine wisdom. And what I did here was I decided to use the dictionary definition, but use the word of God as the, the background for its definition. And my definition for divine wisdom here is the ability to judge correctly. Or to follow the best course of action based on your understanding from God's word. So if the decisions that you take are based on God's word, we call that divine wisdom. The ability to judge correctly and to follow the best course of action based on knowledge and understanding. From God's word. So if you are able to judge things correctly, it is said that you are showing wisdom. If you are able to follow the best course of action, it is said that you are showing wisdom. And it must be based, for you to call it divine, it must be based on God's word. It must be based on knowledge from God's word. So any decision that you take that is not based on God's word is earthly wisdom. It may be good, you may achieve some results, but once it is based on God's word, it is divine wisdom. Because the source of that wisdom is not from you, it's not from earth, it's from God. Somebody say big amen. And I said here, there are two types of wisdom, two types, based on the word of God. The scripture gives us in the book of James, I mean, if, if you do the study, I did a good study on this. And different references, the book of 1 Corinthians gave a reference but I love the book of James chapter 3. James chapter 3 gives me a better description of this. And if you look at James chapter 3, 
13 to 18, James chapter 3, 13 to 18, it breaks the, the types of wisdom into two parts. James chapter 3, 13 to 18. James chapter 3, 13 to 18. It says, who is a wise man? This is the scripture describing who a wise man is. Endued with knowledge among you. He says, let him show of a good conversation his works. With what? With meekness. NIV says, with humility of wisdom. So, if you are talking about the wisdom that is divine, there is some meekness to it. There must be meekness. There must be humility attached to it. Have you seen some people that, based on the decision they've taken, they are so proud about it? They are arrogant. Oh, do you know that I was, it was my technique and my knowledge that gave me this $1 million profit? Have you seen people like that? That's not godly wisdom. That's not divine wisdom. That's earthly wisdom. And so the scripture here is saying, let him show forth a good conversation with his works with meekness of wisdom. So go to verse 14. He said, but if ye have bitter envy and strife in your hearts, he says, glory not. He says, and lie not against the truth. Look at verse 15. He says, this wisdom descended not from above, but it is earthly, it is sensual, and it is devilish. I like NIV. NIV says, it is unspiritual, it is earthly, and it is demonic. So any wisdom where it prides itself on its accomplishments, any wisdom that has self-ambition with it, any wisdom that harbors bitter and envy, looking for ways to manipulate people and to take advantage of people, is not godly wisdom. We thank God that you have joined us today. We now have four services to serve your needs. The times are 8 a.m., 9.15 a.m., 10.30 a.m., and 11.45 a.m. Join us during one of those times and experience the love of God like never before. Here is Reverend John continuing the message. So anything that we do that will take advantage of another person, no matter how much we think we are smart or to ridicule somebody else, all in the name that we are being wise is not accepted by God. May God help us in Jesus' name. Look at verse 16. He says, for where you have envy and strife and there is confusion and every evil work, that is the manifestations of earthly wisdom. The manifestations of earthly wisdom is filled with envy, selfish ambition, disorder, and evil practice. People in business never do things or show wisdom that will take advantage of customers. God doesn't like things like that. In fact, the scripture talks about people that make money through dishonest gains. That it doesn't last long. So don't falsify numbers. Like I tell people, don't try because you want to make you want to make hours falsify your clocking time. That's earthly wisdom. Because earthly wisdom is saying, oh, well, the boss doesn't really care. I can just tell them I worked 
10 hours when I walked 8 hours. That's early wisdom. It has selfish ambition to it. God does not bless money that comes through things like that. You know, in some places, they will tell you, oh, you know, just falsify the records. Add one zero to the, you know, if you add a zero to 10,000, how much does it become? 100,000. And say, just do it and pay the tithe to God. Does it sound good? Oh, yes, it sounds good. Why do you say it doesn't sound good? It sounds, it sounds good that when you make 100,000, the tithe of 100,000 is what? 10,000. The tithe of 10,000 is how much? 1,000 and 10,000, which is bigger? 10,000. But you see, that is earthly wisdom. With that kind of wisdom, God does not like it. It's from the devil. Because it is manipulative. It is divisive. It is destructive. Even though the intent, you can make it seem like, oh, it's going to be good for God. God doesn't like things like that. So I want to encourage us as God's people, in the decisions that we take day to day, at work, at home, even with your children, in the way we behave, we must make sure that it has nothing that takes its roots from the word. It must always be from the word of God. May God help us in Jesus' name. Let's look at verse 17 and see what godly wisdom is. He said, but the wisdom that is from above, what is the first criteria? Is first pure. Is first, if the root of the wisdom is not pure, the effects and its manifestations are not pure. It must first be pure to the decisions that we take. Does it glorify God? Does it bring honor to God? Does it make God happy? Are, are you hearing what I'm trying to say tonight? Does it get God excited? Is it holy? If that wisdom is not holy, if it's not pure, it's not godly wisdom. What's the next thing? He said it must be what? Peaceable. So when we make decisions or whatever we do, that if it brings strife, if it brings argument, it is not the wisdom of God. He says it must be gentle. It must be easy to be entreated. He said it must be full of what? Full of mercy. Okay. Now, let me tell you, especially sometimes when we are dealing with others or in leadership, and want to take some decisions, sometimes, especially if you are in leadership or the pastoral leadership or dealing with people, most people will not want to suffer loss. I don't know that anybody understands what I'm trying to say. Nobody wants to be the person that is cheated, the one that is ridiculed. But what God is saying is that godly wisdom, it's okay for you to be the lesser one. It doesn't always have to be the one that is always gaining. It can be entreated. It, it may not be the, the one that is always celebrated, but as far as it's peaceable, as far as it brings peace, as far as it brings unity, as far as it's gentle, and it has good fruits. That is the wisdom of God. Somebody say a big amen. 
And the Bible says, without partiality. Did you see that? And without hypocrisy. So when we show or we're trusting God for the divine wisdom, it must have these characteristics. Number one, what's the first one? It must first be what? It must first be pure. What's the next one? It must first be, it must be what? Peaceable. What's the next one? Gentle. What's the next one? Easy to be entreated. What's the next one? Full of mercy. What's the next one? Showing good fruits. What's the next one? Without partiality. What's the next one? Without hypocrisy. I read it to the NIV so you see it. Look at NIV. NIV says, but the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure. It must be peace-loving. He said it must be considerate. It must be submissive. It must be full of mercy and good fruits. He said it must be impartial. He said it must be sincere. That is the characteristic of godly wisdom. That is the characteristic of this divine wisdom. The reason why I'm saying it is, if you have this divine wisdom, and you come to a point where you have to make a decision, if it falls short of any of these characteristics, it is not godly wisdom. It's not divine wisdom. So, if people want to cheat you, and you see, don't try to cheat them back. I don't know that you understand. Oh, you cheated me the first time. I'm not going to take this nonsense from you. So you're going to do everything to now make sure you cheat them. You've not shown godly wisdom. You've just showed earthly wisdom. Because that will bring strife. A lot of believers are in trouble today because they decided to pay back. What did Jesus say? If they slap you on one cheek, what should you do? Some believers will never take that. You slap me? <laughs> I will show you. <laughs> I will show you that before when I was in one again. No, you don't, need to, you don't need to do that. I don't know that you understand. I'll give you a typical example. Because we're talking about wisdom. You can't discuss wisdom without being practical. The devil is trying to make you to do something. And you must apply wisdom not to do what you shouldn't do. Remember how I started the lesson this morning, this evening? Okay. Let's go back to godly wisdom. It must first of all be what? What's the next thing? It must be what? He says it's gentle. Did you see that? It's easy to be entreated. In NIV, it says it's considerate, full of mercy, and has good words. Good fruits. If the wisdom you show does not have any good fruits, it's not godly wisdom. It's not divine wisdom. He says without partiality and without hypocrisy. It's not eye service. You know some people, it's only when the boss is looking that they are faithful. Immediately the boss turns their back like, man, I'm doing what I'm going to do. No, 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 no. God expects us to be faithful. You have listened to Reverend John bring us the message, Divine Wisdom. No one knows it all. We must continue to learn daily in this walk with the Lord to maintain and grow in divine wisdom. To make things clear, Reverend John defined divine wisdom as the ability to judge correctly and to follow the best course of action based upon one's understanding from God's Word. 
as he has taught us there is a wrong way, a right way, and the God way of doing things. Our aim is to do things God's way, and that is divine wisdom. Join us next week as Reverend John continues this exciting and rich message. On another note, we have outgrown our present worship center, and we are currently building a new worship center on Braun in 1604 in San Antonio, Texas. However, we need help to complete it. Here is our pastor to tell you more. Praise the Lord. God bless you. This is John Anamiki, the lead pastor of Bethel Covenant Assembly of God right here in the city of San Antonio. I want to use this opportunity to appreciate all our listening audience and partners all over the world that join us every week for this broadcast. We pray God's blessings upon you and your family in Jesus' name. I also want to use this opportunity to kindly indulge and crave your support towards our building project that is currently going on right here in San Antonio on 1604 and Brown. We're building a befitting sanctuary for the Lord, an international worship center. And I want to humbly appeal to you and your family to please consider supporting us financially for this work. Um, we're estimating that the construction will be completed before the end of the year. If you want to join us and support this work, you can go to BethelCovenantAG.org and click on the giving link. And that will lead you straight to how you can support for the building project. And I believe that the Lord would bless you. He will bless your family. He will bless your children. And he would establish the work of your hands. One more time, we want you to go to our website, BethelCovenantAG.org, and click on the giving link to support this good work for the building project. Thank you for giving, and may God bless you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Pastor. Please help us complete the sanctuary. No amount is too big or too small. Thank you in advance for your help. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.